As much as people depend on us as leaders, you need someone who believes in you. You need a place to be open and honest with someone who's walked in your shoes and wants to help you become the leader you are meant to be. This is that place with those kind of people. Welcome to the Relational Leader Podcast with your host, Randy Bazette. Each episode will sit down and engage in life-giving conversation, unpacking leadership's greatest challenges. And now, your host, Randy Bazette. I'm glad you've decided to check out the Relational Leader Podcast. Whether you're a lead pastor or just a volunteer leader or staff person in your church, we all go through so many things in ministry and we have to make so many decisions and deal with so many things that a lot of times we're unsure of what to do. So I wanted to have a place where we could sit together and have conversations about real topics, real things that we're dealing with, and could glean and grow and get some wisdom from those things. And I think if we do that, then we can all be better if we're learning through this together. So that's the heart of this podcast. I pray that you learn something today, that you grow and you become better in who you are as a person and as a leader. And I pray today that this podcast blesses you. Well, welcome to all of those joining us. We're so grateful that you would uh, choose to turn on this podcast wherever you find yourself. Uh, My name is Kristen, and as always, I get the privilege of hosting you guys today. And I am joined by the ever-wonderful and wise Randy Bizet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow, man. I'm feeling pressured all of a sudden. You got a lot. We're talking about a pretty intense topic today, so I got to really... It's the wisdom that yeah. we're going to pull I'm nervous now all here. of a sudden. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we also have with us uh, a guest that helps us out regularly, uh, David Murphy. How you doing today? I'm doing really well. I'm glad you didn't add other words there. <laughs> I know I'm better. I'm looking so, forward no, to what Ron is going to say on this issue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, it's great to be with both of you today. And the topic we're going to be talking about, I, I know, is going to probably surprise some of our listeners, but I think they're going to also be really thankful. Yeah. Um, because I know what we're going to talk about is something that if you've been in any sort of ministry, whether especially as a lead pastor, um, but really any sort of pastor, ministry leadership, um, leading in any way in the church, you have experienced this. And people don't talk about it a lot, but you think about it a lot. That's right. And um, you have to deal with it. And when we don't talk about it, sometimes we deal with it right, and sometimes we learn. That's right. right. It's true. And we all deal with it, And uh, but people don't talk about it too much. And where do pastors go to get the help they need in the most difficult situations that you're dealing with as a pastor, That's as right. a leader. Mm-hmm. And so many times you, you can't, you can find resources on a lot of great leadership stuff. Don't misunderstand me. Yeah. But we all deal with this. You, it's impossible to go through ministry and not deal with this topic that we're going to deal with today. Uh, because uh, as we say, <laughs> the joke is, right, ministry would be great if it weren't for people. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> it, it, it is it is so true but you know that's what i love i love uh rainy that this topic came from your heart yeah um that's and that's right. what this podcast is all that's about right. is to just talk about real life and mm-hmm. real ministry and, and people and and how do we just live our best to be like jesus in whatever role we sit in and uh, i think we're gonna do that today well we are and i think it's uh it is from my heart but it it isn't just because i want to talk about it it's because it's what I talk to pastors about a lot of times. Yeah, you're hearing this. If you could, if you could get us in a in a quiet room with no one around, and you could have honest conversations, 
What are the questions that come out? Well, I have those all the time. Mm. And that's the purpose of this podcast mm. is I want to take you behind the scenes, if you will, to 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 the green room, yeah. if you will, and kind of let's have a conversation. Yeah. Uh, what goes on in those conversations? And what are we talking about? So it is from my heart because I know how important that is to, to pastors. I love it. Well, let's jump into the topic. I'm sure everybody's wondering what in the world yeah. is this Can't topic. I think we I waited. Yeah, like I can't oh, turn the channel yet until I know. Hey, you've done so, well hooking us yeah, in. I know. I'm ready. What are we uh, talking what are we about? <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to talk about rejection Ooh. and and hurt. Um, wh- what do we do when when people that we love, uh, people that that come to our church, um, they're they're the sheep, mm-hmm. and and they. They leave. Mm-hmm. They they hurt us. They they reject us, um, or, or maybe they they fall into sin and they're in leadership and yeah. we've got to help help shepherd them and you know people leave and wh- there's so much to unpackage. But at its core is you know as lead pastors or as ministry leaders, it's you've got people that you love and yeah. that you've given and poured so much into, and they sometimes just it feels like spit it in your face and yeah. and walk away and so that's what we're going to dive into today yeah listen uh that's a it's a heavy topic and the the idea at least i don't want this to be a depressing discouraging kind of a yeah. all of a sudden a dark cloud <laughs> oh, <rolling>. no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh that is the reality is, is you know how do we as ministry leaders how do we deal with this and i, I really yeah. think we'll cover two things today uh, we'll cover the part of our own heart. How do you, yeah. how do you make it through this without, you know, becoming embittered, mm-hmm. uh, which is extremely difficult because mm-hmm. people, just like you say, you, you love people, That's right. you work with people, mm-hmm. you pour into people, and they go start a church in town or they start backbiting mm-hmm. and backstabbing and yeah, take other people and leave the church and. All that stuff, you know. You know that you guys are too young to Murphy, you and yes. Kristen. You guys are too young. Yeah. But the old Western, I'm definitely too young. I'm going <laughs> to yeah. jump into that one. Yeah. 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 But yeah. the the old think of the old Western movies when people would get shot. It would take them, you know, oh, five yeah. minutes oh, to yeah, die. Yeah, yeah. yeah you boom, and yeah. Then they fall, and they keep booming. Yeah, yeah, right. It's like torture. Yeah, yeah. Well, people in the church, they, that's that's how they leave. They don't just leave quickly and easily and quietly. There's just a long, yeah. agonizing. Yeah. <laughs> what an illustration. I'm really glad you are mentioning this because as as I don't think I ever sat down in a class or I didn't sit with someone and say, well, when you feel someone that backstabs you this is what you do or if you uh, have someone in the church that does this this is what you do it's not a conversation that i can recall i think it's through experience and through obviously god's word and how how do i deal with this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so the fact that you're opening up this conversation i pray it will be an encouragement to the church especially to the leaders to know how to communicate at least a little bit of practical help how do yeah. I deal with this right mm-hmm. now? You know, yeah. so this is good. All right, well let's let's kick it off with kind of a conversation that's just real because we're we're human let's, beings let's jump and into it. Yeah. we uh, we sometimes feel and we act on those feelings. <laughs> sometimes that, we can keep that's our mouth shut. Yeah. So so let let's let's kick it off with this idea of um or this topic conversation of you know when something like what we've kind of set up happens somebody leaves or they they start gossiping or, or spreading something in the community i mean you could paint the scenario in any way how do you stop yourself 
from just reacting to mm. the situation because you know let's start there and mm -hmm. then we'll see where it goes it's so tough sure. it's so tough especially when something is said that you know is not right yeah you mm. just yeah it's well, not like not right. true it's, it's just not true <laughs> totally it's false. not true and you, your your brain starts to work over and saying well was it taken the wrong way or did i say something mm. you know and i don't know about you around it in my is i always want to defend myself that's not what i said that's not what was meant or that sure so it's uh, the first thing you need to do is probably is pause <laughs> stop <laughs> that's wisdom stop you know don't react. React was just going to make it worse. Come on. That's great. That is a great tip. But how hard is that? Uh, very. I mean, really. Oh, <laughs> Put some tape over your mouth. Yeah. You know, I. I, I mean, that seriously. Okay. Somebody comes to you and says, did you hear the Johnsons were saying this and this and about you? And so why, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. And then what? Like seriously, go ahead. how would you deal with it? Murphy? I, at that time, if it was in a conversation with someone, they're in the foyer at church. Yes, you and have to say, that conversation just happened. Well, you say, at, the, <laughs> at that moment, you probably have to stop them and say, "Well, listen, if it's something that Johnson's is saying, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to ask you first of all, pray for me in this situation, and I'm gonna go and deal with it, or I will call the Johnsons, or I will come connect with the Johnsons. If that's in the foyer, if it's online on social media, that's a tough one because it's now out there in front of oh, the whole world a... to see, and you. You don't, if you put something in writing, help me if I'm wrong in this, if you put something in writing, it can just egg it on. I've seen these No, Twitter and then they, they, they take excerpts from it or pieces of it and totally misrepresent it that way. And tone is not coming across. No. Tone can't be come across in a social media setting. So at, in that setting, if it's someone in the church and say, oh, the Johnsons have said something about you, you just say, well, listen, thank you for letting me know. Um, I, I, I want to go to the Johnsons. I want to do what Matthew 18 says. You know, Matthew 18, so you have to go and seek understanding. And I, I know that sounds really holy. At the time, everything within you, like you want to punch someone. Yeah, sure. You know, you know, and you just, I, I th I'm not a very good poker face, you know, so if something has hurt me, I know it will, it will, it's it gonna will show, show in my right? face. So as a leader, as a ministry leader, as a pastor, you just got to, at that moment, maybe you have to walk away from the situation, you know, and mm -hmm. say, well, thank you for letting me know. I appreciate you letting me know this. I will, I will deal with it i'm gonna find out what the johnsons are really saying mm -hmm. i'm sorry if you're the johnsons right now listen <laughs> yeah, to right. it's not I you mean, we maybe promised. it is them i don't know right now <laughs> uh, so at that moment that's a good question you know you just have to you can't react you know and you can't get into a gossip you know well what did they say how did they say it? why did they say it where did they say it if you go into all these things at that moment in the foyer it's going to detract from from what you're there to do, to care for people in the church, maybe even lead, maybe even preach the word. Because I don't know about you, Randy, but sometimes it comes at that time. When you're preaching God's word, oh, you it, really go comes, preach. it comes at that time and it's, the enemy's trying to detract from what the real cause or what the real purpose of our time and it's to teach people, to love people, to share people. So then, but don't, don't, neglect, don't neglect it. Later on, deal with it. You know, either go and see the Johnsons. In my case, I remember I heard, they didn't, they weren't saying, and, and, well, there's been many, many cases, but in one case in particular, they were saying it was just false. You know, they said I had, mm -hmm. we had, we hadn't dealt with the situation. And that evening or that afternoon, on the way from church, I stopped at the people's house. Yeah. I literally went to their house and yeah. went, "Hey, how you doing? I didn't see you. I haven't seen you for a while." And I wanted to deal with the situation right at that. That was one of the situations. Yeah. Other times I've let it go. That's a great. That's a great point, though. So you. Yeah. 
There, you said so many things this I want to so dig much into. I, know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just sorry. I know. <laughs> but, but, this is a good topic. But it's okay. So let's start right here with this this particular point. Particular point. You went to the people's house. And you yeah. went by there to see them. I think it's yeah. brilliant. You attack it head on. However, I don't want the attack it head on to to come across the wrong way. No, because I don't think you should attack. No, you should go to seek understanding. Yes, I think in every situation in our church staff person church member mm-hmm. m- marriage yeah mm-hmm. uh, everything you, you don't go there to attack no i, 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 hope seek, I didn't understanding. Use the word attack. Uh, seek understanding no you I didn't did. use the word attack but you said i went over there yes and so i just want the the attitude with yes. which you went the heart yes oh i was praying the whole way in and i was questioning my own heart lord is there something that i could have done better you know you have to self-reflect you know I, I was walking over, I was driving over, and yes, it was. I kept saying to myself, Lord, I need to do it your way. Ah, Matthew 18, seek understanding. So come in and find out how they're doing, what's going on. Is there anything that I have done that has offended you? Is there anything that I said that has hurt you? And in the three or four, and I'm thinking even in the last few months, Randy, that this has happened for us, I, I, it's always been a positive thing when I come in humbly. Mm-hmm. You, you, you use the term attack when if you go in and say hey the the the, the jones said that johnson said something about you what that's never oh yeah going all it's going to do is in, invoke a fight oh, right that's going to cause mm-hmm. trouble yeah that's you paint somebody in the corner they're they're going to swing yeah so that humbly come into the situation and in these situations for for example the first one this they, they were visible people in our church and it hurt me because they had got this idea that we had didn't, hadn't dealt with something. And I walked through the steps and I brought the people in and they still didn't come back to the church. And mm-hmm. it was so disappointing. On the other one, as I went to meet them, I saw them and talked about them. Thankfully, I mean, they never came back to the church. But I, every time I saw them in Walmart, we were able to say hi yeah. in a nice mm-hmm. way. It's worse when you're going into a supermarket or whatever it is, and they're hiding from you. Yeah, you know something's not right. That not yeah. has happened. Yeah, well, yes, that's right. But you just have to do. As far as it depends on you. That's right. Yeah. That's Live right. at peace with everyone. That's right. Uh, Romans twelve. Mm-hmm. Romans twelve. Yeah. So, so you said you kind of gave a little bit of a, a formula in there. First of all, is don't immediately react. That's right. Oh, that's true in marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's some sometimes something comes up oh. and you have to say, let's talk about this later. Because if you do it then when emotions are high, yeah, well, that's never going to create a healthy well, marriage. You have to do this with your kids. Don't right. discipline them when you're angry. Wow. And and that's that's true in church as well. So someone comes up to you and says something, and immediately you can feel the blood. You know, your yeah. face is getting flushed. Yes. And you're because you know <laughs> that you're right. Yeah. Or this information is being misrepresented, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know, or you're being misrepresented in this information. And so you want to go, uh, and, and and sometimes you have to go, well, we'll, we'll talk about this how, later. How have you, rep- if you're that, in the foyer? You- I have learned how to put on a smile. I know so our <laughs> listeners can't see it, but you just kind of, <laughs> yeah. thank you so much. Yeah. How about after service we talk? Yeah, yeah. And you just, you, you have to come up with a, in ministry leaders, would you right now work on a smile that you could just, <laughs> you could just put it on yeah. and just smile because yeah. it is not the right time. No, it's good. That's uh, with so much wisdom in that. You you just you have to separate the emotions mm-hmm. of it. Mm-hmm. And and the problem is we immediately want. Well, I didn't intend it to be that way. What happens? How we get in the wrong is we judge other people by their actions and ourselves by our motives. That's true. That's good. 
That is well, so I didn't true. mean to. Yeah. And you go, well, they and, and, but look what they did. Well, how do you know what their motives were? Yeah. Which is why you have to go and seek understanding. That's right. Mm-hmm. Or you, sadly, if you, if you do re- react, you can accuse people very quickly. Oh, no, they're, that's wrong. They're hurting. Mm-hmm. Or that's why they said that. And that's not the situation. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that, that may not be the reason. You got to go find what the root cause is. Mm-hmm. But just before you preach or in a foyer or in a supermarket is not the place <laughs> right. to Or on Facebook. That. Well, that's that, that social oh, gosh. media. I mean, world. that's a whole. Oh, that's that's a, a that's that used to not be an issue, and now that's a oh, whole nother. People are hiding behind. It's a whole nother issue. Uh, it's so sad. It's so sad sometimes, and so uh, disheartening when you can't seek understanding no. over social media. By the way, never pastors listen to me. Yeah. Never ever respond. Mm-hmm. Yep. On social media. Yes to comments that are negatively that are being made mm-hmm. i can promise you i have it's been at least a dozen times where i've had a really incredible like long thought out great response and i was gonna <laughs> blast them <laughs> with all these great information and theology and the Bible says, and the Bible oh says. man and i just all i had to do was click send yeah and i didn't and what, I promise you. What What do you do? What do you do? I think it was you, more for just helping me. Though. Well, that's, no, I was just going to say that. I was just going like, to say how do you not, So you see that somebody that you know, and I mean it, like you read it and you're ready. I mean, you're not going to push send, but you're ready. And then you see them at church that weekend <laughs> and they come up to you and, oh, hey, pastor. How, how do you respond? Do you just pretend like you didn't read it? What, what did you do? Happened. Oh, has it? I, I thought. That I mean, I, I know just, it's happened. It just came to my mind with someone uh, that has been around this church for a long time. I've been with them at bedsides when people were dying, and I mean, I have pastored them. I, I would say I have been a great pastor to these people, and something happened on social media. I don't know how in the world I remember this because I don't normally remember these <laughs> things, and it was just some blast about something, something that we we did and of course i didn't respond and i literally saw him that weekend at church and actually you did you walked up on I, me i'm Kristen. thinking of the same situation that you're this is what prompted me to ask this question because you That's handled it very you created an opportunity i did for a conversation to happen so What'd go ahead say? from a th- from a third party person then because it, in other words this is raw it, this is this is so, not a planned discussion but yeah so i'm intrigued here i don't even know what you're talking about so so, so i what i watched you do was create an opportunity for a healthy conversation to happen because a conversation like that can't happen. a healthy conversation to lead to any type of resolution or clarity can't happen over social media. So you humbly positioned yourself and I forget what you said, but just, Hey, and, and you posed a question of, so what, what do you think about all, all that we've been doing or or something just kind of, Oh, he opened the door. He opened a door. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, when the response came back, you spoke with love and grace, but also truth, mm-hmm. um, and gave heart behind. This is why we. This is why we do what we do, um, and and it was a. It was, it was just, a very short. It was very short. They list heard me out, but uh, isn't it amazing if you just will be patient and yes. wait for the Lord Slow. that yeah. He will give you a lot of times an open door to do that. And the reason why I think it's wrong on social media, 
for for all kinds of reasons, but the most important is biblical. Yeah. Matthew eighteen says we go to the person. Yep. Social media is a public forum. Everybody. Yep. And that is not the godly way. No. And and people may come to me, go back to your scenario. Yeah. Somebody comes up to you at church, doesn't matter where they do it. Sure. Bottom line is someone comes to you and they go, Well, the Johnson said two things. One is they're using the Johnsons for leverage, like, well, everybody's yeah. or they might say, Well, everybody's Everybody, saying Oh my goodness, mm. I've heard that a million times. Okay. So so what 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 do we do that? What what should we do? For me, I go, Well, uh the everybody or the Johnsons or whoever you're talking about they're they're not here so how about we just talk about yeah. you mm-hmm. what issues do to yeah. you have yeah and they go well i really don't but it's them and i say well listen how do you want to be blessed by god oh yeah pastor i love the lord and mm-hmm. of, of course you do but we are not blessed by god when we step outside of what his word says that's right mm-hmm. that's so right. i promise you this discussion if it's not you and it's the johnsons or the yeah. everybody else yeah. whoever they are yeah if it is not them, I will not have this discussion with you because I'm stepping outside the confines yeah. of what the word of God blesses, yeah. and and I will not do it. So tell the who everybody else is or the Johnsons. To come. Tell them I would love to have a conversation with them. But if they don't, then they're stepping outside of what God blesses, mm-hmm. and whatever happens to them happens to them, but I'm going to do it God's way. Is there, are there mm. different, there, there's, there's very different relationships in the church, and you know, if this is a leader in the church, you have to talk to them. You have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, in your in your experience, uh, Randy, have most of these differences been uh, theological issues that you've said something from the platform, or have most of them been uh, ministerial issues? In other words, we are doing something that may ruffle their feathers a little bit. Have wh- when have you seen in your oh goodness? Mm-hmm. You know, you've been pastoring for a long time. What what, what would you say? Mo- mainly, most of them you know are dealing with most of them are not theological issues but let me deal with the theological issues because they do come up they do okay i get emails regularly whatever that is i you know i don't i have it off the top of my head but i get emails pretty regularly from somebody who has theological questions about what i said and in most cases it ends up being the same people regularly and they're correcting my theology in something and so i never i just this is how i do it sure i don't get into it with them mm-hmm. i go thank you so much for your email yeah and i that's that's what i say period because mm-hmm. i've tried before where i started correcting and next thing i know we got a 15 email yeah, train yeah. <laughs> like debate of thread which going one is right and if they and i you know so i'll say thank you for your sure. email then if they were to come back and go well i need to know this from a and i then i tell them well have you been through our growth track because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, if you really want to know who we are and what we stand for if you go through all that then if you don't agree then let me know here's yeah. this is my i've said this ten thousand times yeah if it let me know and if you don't want this to be your church i'll pastor you to the right place yeah because there's right. a lot of great churches in our that's community right. and you can go that's there right. or if they think i'm theologically wrong and i go well then you know you should probably take it up with the elders yeah yeah and then they never do anything yeah. with it it is it's because they're trying they're trying to either change you or bring their theological point of view into the church setting and they're trying to control or guide what they want uh, some, sometimes it go works. start your own church <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's then, true. But it's, uh, it, 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 since it, I'm doing all this wrong, I mean, you apparently know exactly <laughs> what you're doing. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So, from a theological point of view, is you don't enter many discussions. This is who we are. This is what God's called us to do. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but then what about the ministerial okay. ones? Because so the we, other we ones. We do things that you yeah. say it all the time. We do things that are different to reach people who are different. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, and those of us who've been in the church a long time may mm-hmm. see, may see, it may be ruffled by that. So, how do you, how do you, how do you deal with that? from a lead pastor's perspective. Meet with them and ask, seek understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you just explain to me what's going on? Mm-hmm. I mean, just just help me to, to understand. Now, I if there is several people, like I said, well, everybody's saying, and we know that it's the Johnsons and the Smiths and the whoever's, then I have done that before. I'm in a meeting and I got everybody there. The Smiths are there, mm-hmm. the Johnsons are there, the whatever, and we sit and go, okay, Let's go through this because we are going to live together as family. Yeah, yeah I love right how here. you set it up because I've been in some of these meetings before and you always set it up like that. We're family. And so we're going to talk about this like family. Sometimes mm-hmm. family disagrees. Sometimes family gets mad at each other, but family always sticks together. And mm-hmm. that's that's why we're in a room together. And that sets the tone. Yeah so well a lot of people were raised in homes that are completely dysfunctional, dysfunctional. or it, let's say they're not completely dysfunctional let's say they're they're not good at handling conflict yeah right mm-hmm. yeah. so they don't know and they don't handle conflict they and just ignore it no they do ignore they you know they stuff it and then they explode yep. and then the next time they just act like it never happened and mm-hmm. well uh healthy relationships make progress because of communication yeah. that's that's scriptural yeah right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so we're going to sit down we're going to talk about this thing we're going to be real but we're going to be family at the end of the day we're going to leave here and we're still going to be family we may not even agree on it mm-hmm. but we are going to talk it out yeah and we're going to we do it because we love each other and we just we hash it out mm-hmm. right there and it's my job as the pastor to bring wisdom and understanding and healing yeah. to pastor them and lead them to green pastures and still waters in the midst of all of this mm-hmm. and you can't relegate that you can't delegate that to anyone no. else you're the shepherd of the flock and you just have to do it. And I like the way uh, we do it here and the setup, obviously, with your heart, Randy. Uh, even in our growth track, at, at the start of the, f- the first week, when you're talking about the church, this, this may not be your place, you know? And that's okay. And that's why we pray for other churches and our services and things like that. But it's, it's setting up the point that, listen, this is what the, the mission that God has called us on. And on the mission that God has called us on, we do some things and then when we do some things that may not you may not like at least you know this is the mission this mm-hmm. is the mission this we're trying to reach people for jesus christ and we will do everything but sin to reach people for jesus christ and it may not you may not like this very mm-hmm. event or whatever thing that is, we're yeah. doing but listen hey there's people coming for jesus christ you know and we feel before the lord that this is something that we must do so i think that communication i've seen you do this as well the with your with the people who are bought in the leadership the people in the in who are serving most of the time that's not an issue it's usually from the fringes people that come in totally in it mm-hmm. um, and it's from the fringes that they want to have a voice well i didn't like the way you did that song or i didn't like yeah. the way you did that service and are you, hey, are yeah. you the truth connected? of the matter is the fringe people if you look at the ones that are complaining it's one of the first things i do i get an email I ask my assistant, look them up in our database and tell me, have they, they gone through growth track? Mm. Are they giving? Are they serving? Mm-hmm. And most times they don't do those three things. I'm not their pastor and this is not their church. Mm. They might attend. Yeah. yeah. And it's mm-hmm. hard to pastor someone who doesn't see you as their, their pastor. At least you know where they are. Yeah. So you're saying that then if, if, if we know 
that they are they are serving they are giving they have been run for here for a while and they don't like something that's when you get them into a room or at least well i would do it anyway but the fact that they aren't doing any of those things like if there's a real issue there are people involved in every church that have been there a long time and you recognize them and would know their face but they probably don't give they haven't been through your growth track or whatever and they uh they aren't serving serving. okay just because they aren't doing those things doesn't mean that you you shouldn't meet with them head on if if you have these issues but you have to understand what you're dealing with and in in those moments i would even say something i'd go you know smiths or whoever you are that i think a lot of your misunderstanding here has to do with the fact that you really don't know who we are yet Mm -hmm. and you haven't been through growth track and you guys aren't serving anywhere yeah and if you were to do those things the heartbeat of this church would really get in you Mm -hmm. and you might probably see things from a different perspective remember if people do it it's because they're hurting and it's a pastoring moment that's how you have to look at it yeah yeah very much so that's good so so let's let's shift the conversation a little bit we talked a lot about um when people in the church hurt us and and do things what about when you've got staff members um how do you you know because sometimes that hurts even even more even deeper um and so what are maybe some things that you've learned or you've applied or done over the years um that that just maybe some guiding principles Mm -hmm. um how you how you not let it affect you but how you still pastor someone Mm. through that yeah that's a that's probably one of the most difficult ones for pastors and leaders to deal with because it it is it's so close to home uh i've learned some things through walking through these uh you know first as pastors as leaders we have to look in the mirror it always uh, it always begins with us and you have to look in the mirror and say what could i have done differently here to have recognized this, to have noticed it or addressed it sooner. And uh, we oftentimes want to, well, you know, it's just sin. And yes, it is sin. But c- what can you learn through yeah, all of that? That's good. That's a great start. And humbling yourself. It's a, hum- it's a, yeah, it's a humbling it's a humble oh, start. It's, I it's love really being the lead person because then you get credit start. for things you didn't do, but you, you get to take responsibility <laughs> for things that you, you, know, you haven't yes, done as well. Sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so, uh, Somebody told me something once, some, some really, some people that were very close to, to me uh, went through a serious struggle and I was, I was hurting, you know, really. And they told me, they said, Randy, if God was the perfect father and he created the perfect uh, environment, the garden of Eden, and his children still chose the wrong thing, yeah. then don't take the responsibility. What can you learn? Mm. But if Adam and Eve chose wrong, from a perfect father yeah then man then that took a lot of pressure off me yeah so what do you do yeah. i have been in churches and i've seen it before where somebody messes up and they ship them off to you know india and you never <laughs> see them again and you you could do that i mean i'm not saying Where'd that Bob go oh, no. uh, yeah. i heard he was in africa <laughs> <laughs> And you do, you just, you rip the bandaid off and you, you send them somewhere else. And I don't, I'm not saying that you listener shouldn't handle it that way, but let me just tell you how I've handled it. I think you have to first and foremost decide since these are, maybe they're in leadership, but they are still your sheep and you have to decide how can I shepherd them through this? But if they're also harmful to the sheep, then you have to separate the the goats from the sheep in essence in other words you Mm -hmm. ought you have to pastor them 
let's say it's a pastor or a leader and you got to try to help restore them but you also have to protect the sheep of the church that even maybe they were a part of leadership and the tension between those two is extremely difficult yeah. and it's very blurry and it's happening at the same time you're pastoring and protecting sometimes all at the same time man yeah. it is you and you have to do the mm -hmm. same thing which is it, it makes it so difficult which is why some people just want to ship them off yeah mm. and so here let's let's separate the two let's look at the pastor who's fallen and has been hurt or is hurting and done some sin doesn't matter what it is it's something that would disqualify them from ministry mm -hmm. let's put it that way you have to ask yourself as their pastor what is the best scenario for me to help them be restored first to god mm -hmm. second to their family third and only third like it it may never happen but i think that it could because the calling is is irrevocable okay the third is restore back the ministry and it has to happen in that order something's wrong mm -hmm. with their relationship with god which god is what led them to sit it's destroying mm -hmm. their family mm -hmm. ministry we'll, we'll see what happens we're not even gonna talk about that yeah so in that scenario because if you don't get the first two right the third one's not can't right. do and, that and, happen yeah, it, yeah yeah right so i don't even in those situations we don't even talk about third step yeah mm -hmm. yeah uh, i want you to get right with god so mm -hmm. what what i have done is you have to ask yourself where is the best place geographically for them to be restored because you're pastoring people in the church that perhaps they hurt mm -hmm. but you also have them and so where's the best place for them to be restored it may not be in your church because mm -hmm. the people they hurt are there are still and there. they're there yeah so you have to decide where is the best place so that has to do with the do you have another pastor in another city or somewhere that you you could trust them to that would walk them through this yeah you have to have that uh based on their situation in life where's the best location for them to be do they have family somewhere yeah. that they can go and yeah. can get help and support they need so that's the people that are in leadership and if and if push comes to shove then you have to do what's best for the people in the church even over this pastor and leader yeah because they're held to a different standard mm -hmm. you have to protect the people in the church so mm -hmm. in larger churches if you're multi-site you can have things done in different locations and people never see each other sure but that's the first case scenario you have to ask where mm. is the best place mm -hmm. for this family to be restored yeah and then you have to then take the people in the church that have been hurt by this and you got to start having regular conversations we've provided counseling for them and help for them just to walk through this whole restoration thing yeah in their lives and and that's a long tedious process it is. however to me i would say the ultimate goal would be when people are like this, if the church can't show hmm. how you restore hurting sheep, then where are they going to learn it? That's right. Mm -hmm. And That's right. so my highest goal is always to let this scenario be a trophy of God's grace. Mm -hmm. Those moments usually, and that's, you know, the thing is I've seen you do walk through this. So mm -hmm. it's you're not just talking from theory. I've seen you walk this in practice. Mm -hmm. uh, the the desire to love the person obviously it depends if it's a very visible person in your church you have to deal with it if it's one of the uh, leadership again in a multi-campus church where it's further on the, the impact might be different i mean less impact but still the heart restore them to god you can't you you can't think through the next consequences or whatever's going to happen unless that person really wants to be restored back to god oh yeah and that's the tough part 
from from your heart, from our heart, from leadership heart. Mm-hmm. Because if if they don't want it or they made their own way, in my case, I remember approaching one of it was a, sadly it was a worship leader, mm-hmm. and he was visible, and he he chose to run away, you know. Uh-huh. And I had to, yeah, we had to deal with the family, we had to restore the family, the teams, and all that. And it's you, it's so hard. But those were crisis moments yeah. that when we dealt with them in a godly biblical way. It brought so much fruit. Yeah, well, this if they don't want very help, important. if this they don't want so help, important. you just, yeah. yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. God bless you. See, yeah. see you later. And there's one half of the equation you don't have to worry about. Yeah. But if they want to help and they want you to pastor them through it, and there's three steps, God, family, mm-hmm. then ministry, mm-hmm. I tell them, here's the conversation I have with that with that pastor, that leader. I go, okay, listen, uh, I, I need open and honest clarity yeah. in all of this. And you get one shot at it. Yeah. If I find out you're lying yeah. or you don't follow this plan exactly, yeah. then I, I'm done. Yeah. I'm not saying you can't make mistakes ever again. Yeah. But I'm telling you right now, I need full disclosure. I need you it need all. You need to tell me everything right now. Because if yeah. I find out later yeah. one little thing. Trust has I'm, been broken anyway. I'm done. Yeah. I am loyal. I walk with you forever, but I can't handle distrust. So what I do is I build a team around them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I put, I take two or three pastors, yeah, and and that's the restoration team. The, or the restoration team includes one pastor who's running point, yeah, a counselor yeah. who can tell them tell you from a clinical standpoint where yeah, they are and on. how they're doing, yeah. And the third is their spouse, if they're married, has to be a part of the restoration team. And then in this case, I allow the person who's going through restoration and the spouse to each pick a friend somewhere. That is their friend that can be their confidant. And That's those good. five people mm-hmm. are the restoration team. Yeah. And they decide through the wisdom of the counselor mm-hmm. when this person is is ready to move to the next phase of restoration. Yeah. That's really wise. You know, I actually like what you said about the geography. It may not be within your depends the size of your church, obviously. It may not be right there, but for the benefit of that person. The mm-hmm. desires for the benefit of that person. I think most you a lot of people will whether you like it or not whether you know it or not will view your leadership in those moments it's not mm-hmm. whether you give a good sermon although that is good it's not whether you you know you performed a great event it's in those moments of crisis so this is very important information on how do we lead and how do we love relationally in these moments because your your ministry will grow or not depending on how you deal with those these situations these are critical 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 moments mm-hmm. yeah, it is this whole this whole topic and this whole time that we've spent together it really is what, what you just said david it's the opportunity Oof. for us to look most like jesus mm-hmm. um it might be the hardest right way to do it but it is a way that as pastors and ministry leaders that we we either decide do we do we believe uh, what Jesus says is true: redemption and healing and forgiveness and grace. Yep. And do we do we believe that it's bigger than people that are hurting and that hurt us, that fall away, that make mistakes? Do it puts it to the test. Yeah. And um, I love walking I even, that out sorry. in grace. No, what were you saying? So I just when you were talking there, just reminded of Christ. You know, Judas backstabbed him. Mm-hmm. He knew, but in that John thirteen passage, Jesus washed his feet. And knowing he was he was knowing. in that room that time knowing what he was, was going to happen there knowing and jesus washed his feet and then he said go and do likewise in other and words i'm giving you still the opportunity mm-hmm. later on in that passage in john 13 peter 
said, I'm going to be with you always. He said, you're going to deny me. <laughs> yeah. But I love him. But, we were talking but about this Jesus, situation. to take it a step further, if Judas hadn't have ended his life, perhaps it could have been when Mary mm. saw the angel, the Lord would have said to her, go tell the disciples, including Peter and Judas. Mm. Mm. That'll make you think. Mm. Right? Because. Yeah. That's the kind of guy so, he is. If he washed his feet knowing. If he would have still been there, he still would have said, go after mm -hmm. Judas. But that response of Jesus, you know, yes. that's a, but that's a tough one. That's but a it's, really it's our tough highest one. aim, right? It is. And then I love the way, and you know, it's, it's in our minds, Randy, because we just came back. But standing at that beach that day when Peter had denied Christ and he went back to fishing, he went back to what he was going to do. Jesus came back and called him back again. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Mm -hmm. Peter, do you love me? Feed my sheep. Peter, yeah. do you love That restoration was there from God's, from Jesus' heart. The problem happens if the person on the other side doesn't want it. Totally. That point is hard. But from you as a leader, do your best to live in peace. Romans 12, uh, mm, there's another passage of scripture, 2 Corinthians 13, do the best you can to live in peace. God will deal with their heart. God will deal with their circumstance. But when it's when when it's your heart, pastor, leader, it's a tough one, Randy. It's a tough one. And at that point, you just get before the Lord. Get beside a friend. You, I, even like the way the five things you said. I need when I get attacked. I need a friend to talk to. Yeah, you do. I need a friend to be able to say, I, why why would they do this? They hold <laughs> me accountable. They remind me that <laughs> I may be listening to lies in my own heart to say, dear, that's wrong. That's not right. You get before the Lord, get before prayer. It's, it's sim it, it feels so simplistic, but it's not. Get before the Lord in prayer. Get, get to the Word. Read the Bible. Humble yourself before the Lord, as the Word says. And then in due time, He, he will, will lift you he up. Lift you up. So good. Well, pastors, thank you all so much for being so honest and open. And I, I, those listening, I hope that this helped you. Yeah. I hope it encouraged you. I hope yeah. he gave you some some wisdom, some insight, um, and that it you 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 finish this feeling a little bit stronger mm -hmm. um, and ready to be like Jesus in these situations. Yeah, me too. Uh, this topic, I feel like we could keep going and add a, yeah. a whole. And we might have to. We, we might have, have to, to come back. Do we'll, another episode. Yeah, yeah we'll, the, we'll see. We may have this. to because there's a there's a long process to this. But to echo what you said, I hope those of you that are listening that this all of a sudden encouraged you as heavy as a topic as this is but it, it empowered you and equipped you uh, to know how how to move forward in this thanks for listening to another episode of the relational leader podcast for more resources visit randybazette.com <laughs>